नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरंचम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर नष्टाएद्रेशु निगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकी रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो सिक्स चैप्टर वन वर्स नाइन एंड टेन ऑल्सो वर्स नंबर नाइन श्रीराजोवाच दृष्ट श्रुताभ्यापम दृष्टश्रुताभ्यापम जानन अपी आत्मनो हितम जानन अप्यात्मनो हितम जानन्यात्मनो हितम करोती भूयो विवशः करोति भूयो विवशः प्रायश्चित्तमथो कथम श्रीराजोवाच दृष्टश्रुताभ्यापम जानन्यात्मनो हितम करोति भूयो विवशः प्रायश्चित्तमथोकथम वट वट मीनिंग श्रीराज उवाच परीक्षित महाराज रिप्लाइड दृष्ट बाय सींग श्रुताभ्याम ऑल्सो बाय हियरिंग फ्रॉम द स्क्रिप्चर्स और लॉ बुक्स यंस पापम सिंफुल क्रिमिनल एक्शन जानन नोइंग अपी ऑल दो आत्मन ऑफ सेल्फ अहितम इंजूरियस करोती ही एक्ट्स भूय अगेन एंड अगेन विवश अनेबल टू कंट्रोल हिमसेल्फ प्रायश्चित्तम अटोनमेंट अथो देफो कथम वॉट इज द वैल्यू ऑफ ट्रांसलेशन एंड पर्पट बाइज डिवाइन ग्रेस ए सी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शिला प्रभुपाल महाराज परीक्षित सैद वन मे नो दैट सिंफुल एक्टिविटी इज इंजूरियस फॉर हिम because he actually sees that a criminal is punished by the government and rebuked by people in general and because he hears from scriptures and learned scholars that one is thrown into hellish conditions in the next life for committing sinful acts nevertheless in spite of such knowledge 
one is forced to commit sins again and again, even after performing acts of atonements. Therefore, what is the value of such atonement? Purport. In some religious sects, a sinful man goes to a priest to confess his sinful acts and pay a fine. But then, but then he again commits the same sins and returns to confess them again. This is the practice of a professional sinner. Parikshit Maharaja's observations indicate that even 5,000 years ago, it was the practice of criminals to atone for their crimes, but then commit the same crimes again, as if forced to do so. Therefore, owing to his practical experience, Parikshit Maharaj saw that the process of repeatedly sinning and atoning is pointless. Regardless of how many times he is punished, one who is attached to sense enjoyment will commit sinful acts again and again until he is trained to refrain from enjoying his senses. The word vivasha is used herein, indicating that even one who does not want to commit sinful acts will be forced to do so by habit. Parikshit Maharaj therefore considered the process of atonement to have little value for saving one from sinful acts. In the following verse, he further explains his rejection of this process. I'll read the following verse. Kvachin nivartate abhadrat kvachit charati tatpunaha prayaschittam athopartham manne kunjara shauchavat Translation Sometimes who is very alert so as to not to commit sinful acts is victimized by sinful life again. I therefore consider this process of repeatedly sinning and atoning to be useless. It is like the bathing of an elephant. For an elephant causes, sorry, for an elephant cleanses itself by taking a full bath but then throws dust over its head and body as soon as it returns to the land. Purport. When Parikshit Maharaj inquired how a human being could free himself from sinful activities so as not to be forced to go to hellish planetary systems after death, Shukdev Goswami answered that the process of counteracting sinful life is atonement. In this way, Shukadev Goswami tested the intelligence of Maharaj Parikshit who passed the examination by refusing to accept this process as genuine. Now, Parikshit Maharaj is expecting another answer from his spiritual master, Shukadev Goswami. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta Parapat. So in this chapter, Canto 6, Chapter 1, the chapter began with Parikshit Maharaj asking Shukadev Goswami how a human being can free himself from all the material entanglements, specifically from the reactions of all the sinful deeds that a person has done in the past life and in this life, and how to save him 
from entering the hellish conditions because Shukadev Goswami in the previous canto had mentioned there are so many hells and uh, a person who is having sinful reactions stored within him in his karma he will have to undergo those hellish conditions and only after he undergoes that suffering will he be freed from them so Parikshit Maharaj becomes very compassionate for those people thinking that why they have to undergo this suffering in the hellish condition isn't there a way for them to become freed from these sins so for that Parikshit Shukadev Goswami replies yes the way is atonement atonement means prayaschitta that is what is mentioned here prayaschittam and he says if he undergoes the process of atonement then he will become free from all sinful reactions but Parikshit Maharaj, he is a very intelligent devotee. He is saying now in this verse, what is the use of such prayashchittam, such atonement? Because actually it is seen that a person who commits sinful actions, sinful acts, even after undergoing some reformation, some prayashchittam, some atonement, is again committing those sinful acts. So prayashchittam will have value only if his sinful actions stop. Otherwise, what is the use of prayashchittam? So here in this verse, it is said, Sri Rajuvacha, Drishta, Shutabhyam. Drishta means by seeing. And Shutabhyam means by hearing. So, Prabhupada explains this as the first class intelligence, second class intelligence, and the third class intelligence. The first class intelligent man is he who just by hearing Shutabhyam that something is wrong, he will not do that. I've heard from my, from my seniors, I've heard from uh, authorities that stealing is bad and so I must not steal. He has heard it and he doesn't steal. He's called the first class intelligent person. But sometimes we do not have that intelligence, that first class intelligence. So, apart from hearing, we need to see also. Then I will be convinced. Just hearing doesn't convince me enough. Or maybe it is true or not true, we don't know. Like that we get a doubt. So then, we see that, okay, this person, he has committed a theft. And then I see that he has gone to the prison and he has suffered. So now I gain some intelligence that yes, I heard that stealing is wrong and I've seen a person who stole, was punished. So now I will not commit any, uh, I will not get into this act. This is called second class intelligence. But then a third class intelligence is that I have, see, I have, I have heard that something is wrong I've seen that a person who has committed that wrong has been punished and I myself have committed that wrong actions and I also have been punished. At least now I must get intelligence, now I must not commit that sinful act. But even after that, I commit that sinful act again and again and again. This is called third class intelligence. That I do not gain knowledge by hearing I do not gain knowledge by seeing and hearing and I further do not get knowledge by seeing, hearing 
and by hearing, seeing and experiencing it myself. This is the dilemma. Just like Prabhupada gave an example, cigarette smoking. Cigarette smoking is injurious to health, we have heard it. And then we have seen people who have, who have been into the cigarette smoking, they have gone, met doctors and they have, you know, they have, they have, you know the lungs are spoiled. And, but even after that, somebody has a habit of cigarette smoking, he smokes, he gets lung infection, he goes, sees a doctor, doctor gives him medicine, after taking that medicine, he gets cured, but again he gets into this. So this is called third class intelligence. So what is the use of such an intelligence? What is the use of atonement when I am not getting rectified? So this example is given here. It is explained here in this uh, verse. It is called Kunjara Shauchavat. Manye kunjara shauchavat. It is like the bathing of an elephant. Bathing of an elephant, Prabhupada says in one lecture that this example, bathing of an elephant, is an example taken from nature. It's the nature of an elephant. And Prabhupada says that if somebody, he is little intelligent, has got little common sense, and has got the ability to study nature, then even without going to school or college, he will become very learned. <laughs> Just if he has the ability to study nature, he'll become very learned. So just like so many examples our Shastras gives, like ass, the beast of burden. Why is he carrying so much burden? For nothing, when the morsel of grass is available anywhere. So we learn so many things from that. So, so what is this Kunjara Shauchavat? Kunjara Shauchavat is, an elephant is a big animal. Right? And he goes and takes bath in not a small lake, in a big lake, in a big water body. So he's a big animal, goes and takes bath in a nice lake and cleanses himself also very nicely. But after that, what does he do? He comes out of the lake and spreads dust all over its body. All his bathing becomes useless. So Prabhupada compared this example to us and he said, just like an elephant is a big animal, similarly we may be big, big people, we may have big, big positions, big, big designations. I may be a big statesman, I may be a big politician, I may be, I may be a rich man, I may be a big man, I may have a big position and I may possess big degrees. But what is the value of your big position and your big degrees if you do not have the real intelligence to solve the real problems of life? The real problems of life are birth, death, old age disease. How do I solve that? That is the question. So elephant after taking a bath, it should stay clean, but it is not. It has become useless. So similarly, all our big, big knowledge, education, learning in this world actually is useless as long as we really do not know how to tackle the real problems of life. And what are those? Birth, death, old age, disease. Solving this, cleaning ourselves or keeping ourselves away free from birth, death, old age, disease is real intelligence. How to solve that is the goal of life. And an intelligent person will ask this question. 
like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. What did he say? When people called him that he is a very intelligent person, sorry, not Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, uh, Sanatan Goswami. He surrendered to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he said, what, what did he, uh, what did he um, say? He said, Apanara hita ahita kichu nahi jani. What is good for me? Apanara hita ahita. What is good? What is bad for me? Kichu nahi jani. I do not know. This is real intelligence. And he says, Gramya Vyavyahare Pandita Tai Satyamani. This is the position of a of a conditioned soul, of a materialist, of a person who has no spiritual intelligence. That Gramya Vyavahare Pandita. Gramya Vyavahare means in ordinary dealings, I consider I am considered Pandita by different people. Because I have got a lot of money, a lot of position, a lot of material knowledge, so they consider me to be Pandita and Tai Satyamani. And I am also thinking it like that. Which is generally the position of everyone in this material world. So he further says, so his questions are, Ke Ami, who am I? Keno Amae, Jare Tapatrai. Keno, who am I? And Keno Amae, Jare Tapatrai. Why these threefold sufferings? Tapatraya. Tapatraya. Tapatraya means threefold. Tapa means the miseries. Adhyatmik, Adibhautik, Adidaivik. And birth, death, old age disease. All these things come under this Tapatraya. Iha nahi jani, kemano hita hoya. I do not know how do I free myself from these things and what is the real good for me. So this is what Parikshit Maharaj is also asking that please tell, he's, he wants to know the real process because he's saying this atonement is not going to help. We are so forced by our desires, forced by our senses we cannot control our senses. Here it is said that regardless of how many times he is punished, one who is attached to sense enjoyment will commit sinful acts again and again until he is trained to refrain from enjoying his senses. This is an important point that Prabhupada is writing. Because we have become servants of our senses, although I have knowledge, in another place Prabhupada writes, so, I have knowledge, I have, I have heard that this is wrong, I have seen that this is wrong, I have experienced that this is wrong, so I have knowledge. So, with knowledge I am committing sinful actions. Just imagine how much we have become servants to our mind and senses that with knowledge, it's not that without knowledge, ignorantly I am committing uh, a, a sinful action. I know smoking is bad, I know stealing is bad, still with knowledge I do it because my senses are so conditioned. I cannot overpower the force of my, my senses are overpowering me. So Prabhupada writes that one will be forced to commit sinful acts again and again until he is trained to refrain from enjoying the senses. This is an important point. We have to be trained. That is why in one place Prabhupada says Krishna consciousness means training the tongue. How to train to refrain? You have to just train this one sense called tongue. You have to train it to chant Hare Krishna. Chanting is very simple. 
but can some but what is that chanting is very simple but one must practice it seriously and that practicing it seriously is the training so that's daily chanting is the practice so one must train to refrain so in a, so here why are we being forced to commit sinful acts even with knowledge because the real weed or the disease so we are still committing with knowledge that means disease is still there the disease has not been cleansed so where is the disease lying that it is not being cleansed by this process of atonement the disease is inside the heart this is the real heart disease and unless and until we pull out that disease from the heart all these external processes of atonement ritual this that yagna this all the different ritualistic vedic ritualistic process cannot cleanse because the disease is deep inside the heart and for that deep inside disease there is a different process of atonement that is the process called bhakti yoga then by that process of atonement the disease from the heart can be uprooted just like the example is given a tree it has become disease sometimes you see some trees get infected some insects or some virus some bacteria is attacked so we cut the tree but then if you cut the tree the tree grows again so cutting the tree is not a solution then you think okay let me burn the tree you may burn the tree also the tree will burn right till the floor you can't see it's fully burned to ashes and you really can't see the tree at all but still the tree will grow why because the root is still there so how to pull it out from the root how to pull it out right if the root is removed then it is gone so that process of removing the sinful desires the sinful reactions and reactions are you know being nullified by atonements that's not working because the desires are still there within so to remove that sinful desire we have to train we have to be trained to refrain we have to practice devotional service seriously then it can be removed the disease can be removed from the root syat krishna nama charitadi sitapya vidya pittopatapta rasanasya narochikanu किन्वादरादनुदिनम खलु सुष्ट स्वाद्विक्रमाद्भवती तद्गद मूलहंत्री दिस चैंटिंग ऑफ हरे कृष्णा महामंत्रा इज सो नाइव अनुदिनम डे एंड नाइट विथ रिस्पेक्ट आदराद विथ रिस्पेक्ट इफ वी चैंट सो वी शुड आस्क आर सेल्स एम आई चैंटिंग रिस्पेक्टफुली or am i just chanting we can ask ourselves this question and we can reply given reply to ourselves if we are chanting respectfully this is krishna's name and this is what is going to cure me right now i may not be finding it very tasty or very very sweet but this is the medicine this is the only medicine that can remove all my tadgada moolahantri from the moola from the root from inside the heart hantri it can be pulled out it can be destroyed 
So this is the process. This is the real process of atonement, not other ritualistic process of atonement. And only this can give us real relief. So Parikshit Maharaj, we will see that he is not accepting this ordinary process of atonement. So this, and then Shukadev Goswami will say, yes, this is the actual process of atonement that is taking to Bhakti Yoga. So this process of atonement, actually, if you see, it is so simple. Just hearing and chanting. So all of us should actually very seriously take to this process. Know that this is the only process. Shanvatam Swakatha Krishna Punya Shavana Kirtana Kirtana Hridyantastu hi Abhadrani Vidhunoti Suhritsatam. Hridyantastro. We all know actually that the real disease is inside the heart. And the solution is also known. Just hearing and chanting the holy names of Krishna can completely remove all the diseases that is there in our heart. Isn't it such a wonderful process? Here, in um, this, this one quote where Prabhupada is saying, by offenseless chanting, we, when we associate with Krishna through the holy name, then all inauspicious things are cleared from the heart. All inauspicious things. Lust, anger, greed, hatred, envy, everything. All inauspicious things are cleared from the heart. And so then he writes, So wherever you are, wherever you are, you should always go on chanting. And then he says, And this in itself will bring all perfection. Every word is so nice. Wherever you are, you should always go on chanting and this chanting alone, this in itself, will bring all perfection. All perfection. So knowing, so this is such a wonderful process, we should just, so, we should so strongly get attached to it. And any opportunity to hear and chant, we should be present. Because I know chanting and hearing is the only method for cleansing. There is no other method. So I should be available. There's a big, there's a, there's a wonderful opportunity available in the temple for hearing and chanting. So any opportunity of hearing and chanting, I should go and I should just sit. At least I'll, something will go inside my ear. I'll hear something. This faith should be there. And when Krishna sees, yes, this soul is eager. Although he's struggling with his senses, he's struggling with his mind. But I see this soul that whenever there's an opportunity to hear and chant, he makes himself available. He's present there. You see how Krishna will bless you. Because at least we are not able to hear and chant. We have no taste for it. But at least we should be eager to be present when there is an opportunity to hear and chant. Then only you are actually indicating to Krishna, yes, I am interested to reform myself. I'm unable to, but I'm submitting myself to reform myself for every opportunity that is provided to me. Then Krishna will bless you. So, like this, where is this opportunity? I should go, I should be available. I should grab every moment, every word that is available, I should be hearing. So, we should 
Bhakti Vinod Thakur is saying, you know, some, many times, you know, we have got this, that, so many things keep troubling our mind and we have, you know, sometimes lament, sometimes uh, shoka, moha, all these things and then that pulls us away from um, uh, this opportunity to submit ourselves to hearing and chanting. So Bhakti Vinod Thakur is saying, Tyajiya Shakala Shoka. Just some shoka is there, just give it up for some time. Tyajiya Shakala Shoka Shuno Krishna Nama. Hear the holy name. Parama Ananda Pabe Purna Hobe Kama. Tyajiya Shakala Shoka Shuno Krishna Nama. Parama Ananda Pabe Purna Hobe Kama. All your desires will be fulfilled. It is such a wonderful line. So this, uh, what, uh, such wonderful things are mentioned in the scriptures. I have faith in the words of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. I have faith in the words of Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada is telling me this is the way. So I should be present. I should fully apply my mind to it. Prabhupada says, chant Hare Krishna mantra with your present aptitude of mind. We all have a certain aptitude. So we should ask ourselves, am I fully applying the aptitude that I have in chanting and hearing? Or my aptitude while I am chanting and hearing is getting diverted. So these are the ways and uh, um, there is, Krishna is very merciful. But then we have something even more merciful than Krishna. What is the difference between the name and Krishna? There is no difference. But yes, there is a difference. There's another one song that Bhaktivinoda Thakur has written. Nama Nami Bheda Nahi. Nama and Nami. Nama means the holy name. Nami means Krishna. He's referring to Krishna, the person, personality. Bheda Nahi. Vedera Vachana. This is the vachan, the words of the Veda. That there is no difference between name and the holy name. Tobu, but still, Nama, Nami hoite adhika karuna. Nama, Nami hoite adhika karun. Vedera vachan and adhika karun. Then further it says, Krishnera aparadhi. Jodi Name Shraddha Kori. If you are an offender at the feet of Krishna, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishnera Aparadhi, Jodi Name Shraddha Kori, if you have faith in the holy name that this, this holy name can free me from everything. And then how you should chant? Training the tongue. Practice it seriously. Prana bhori dake naam. Prana bhori dake naam. Rama Krishna Hari. So, this is how we should call out the holy name. This is how we should chant the holy name. Prana bhori dake. Hari nama Krishna. Krishna nama Hari. Like Prabhupada gives a wonderful example. The chanting of the holy name should be like the genuine cry of the child for the mother. Just this one line, if we can remember, always, at least when we are chanting, it is such a wonderful statement, 
such a wonderful example that Prabhupada gives to help us to improve our chanting. Genuine cry of the child for the mother, helplessly. Pranabhore Daki Nam Nama Rama Krishna Hari. Then what will happen? If you chant with this faith, the result will be Aparadha Dure Jaye. Ananda Sagare Bhashe. Aparadha Dure Jaye. His all offenses will go far away. It will leave him completely. And Ananda Sagare Bhashe. And is this difficult to achieve? No. Say Anayase very easily. Rasera Pathare. Rasera Pathare means very easily he'll be able to actually experience the mellows of devotional service. Without any difficulty, he will experience the divine bliss and the transcendental mellows. So this is a you know a wonderful opportunity that we have all received and uh, uh, we have to actually take this process very very seriously our chanting is our life and soul we should consider chanting to be the it's it's like our prana life and soul means it's a prana it's like we cannot live without the prana vayu we cannot live without eating every day similarly we should feel if you don't eat someday properly you feel a little uncomfortable if somebody holds your breath you feel uncomfortable similarly if we are not chanting properly if you're not doing, you know, uh, if you're not applying ourselves, we may not be chanting properly. It is difficult to chant properly. But what we can be doing is, am I applying myself fully into the chanting? Am I struggling into my chanting? Am I actually giving it my best for uh, giving my best to my chanting? These are the questions that we have to ask ourselves every day. And when we do that, at least if we make an effort, we may not be even be able to do that. At least, am I conscious about this? Am I putting in some effort towards that direction? Then when we do this, then slowly, slowly, you know, we will uh, advance and Krishna is very merciful. He is waiting to bless us, but he's seeing how much this soul is eager to want me, is eager to engage in my pure devotional service by chanting, then Krishna will bless us. So, these are the few things that Parikshit Maharaj is asking. What is the real process? He is rejecting all these processes. So, Parikshit Maharaj is an intelligent person. And the real process, he is asking Shukadev Goswami to say, and the real process in Kali Yuga is this process of Sankirtan Yagna. We'll end here. Grantra Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Shila Prabhupada ki, Nitai Gaurpinam.